Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. If your home is your castle, then your second home is your car. Because where else do you spend so many hours in your own private part of the world? That's why Chevrolet builds luxury automobiles like this, the 1973 Caprice. We designed Caprice with classic elegance and fine interior appointments. For more peace and quiet, we added more sound insulation. For peace of mind, we built in power front disc brakes, variable ratio power steering, turbo hydromatic transmission, and responsive V8 performance, all standard. 1973 Caprice by Chevrolet, with all the comforts your second home should have. That 1973 Chevy Caprice was the size of most small studio apartments. That thing was huge. And as they talked about, yes, you heard the word Chevy and luxury in the same sentence. What they were talking about there is a V8 engine car was considered to be a more luxurious car. Also, it was a three-speed automatic as opposed to a manual shift car, which was still available even in a mid-size to large car you could get a manual shift transmission um, and a six-cylinder engine so they were kind of alluding to the fact that more power more comfort yeah you want a caprice as opposed to an impala or a biscayne you wanted a caprice because it had all this good stuff in it um none of them were really safe and that was the first year of the five mile an hour mandated federal bumpers that year and the automakers, as usual, went kicking and screaming, oh, we can't do it. They did it. They got over it. So Chevy Caprice. <laughs> what a car. Big car. Evidence of water on the moon was originally discovered by China's Changi 5 rover in the form of beads. Now, I need to back up a minute. That's what I originally wrote. In fairness to all you space geeks out there, you already know that they had discovered water in different formats elsewhere on the moon. And they suspected that there was water in the uh, areas of the moon where the sun doesn't shine because it was really kind of tough to, to identify it from this far away. But they have reason to believe that there are different, different opportunities for water, not just these beads. But this is the big thing. This is the story I'm going with right now. So I want to make clear that up right quick. This new source of water was found embedded in microscopic glass beads back three years ago. And according to scientists, there's enough of these beads on the moon to contain the equivalent, wait for it, of 71 trillion, that's with a T, gallons of water. This is topic A. This is a big deal. If you're going to put a colony on the moon, say as a base for going further and deeper space, if you want to support life, water is a basic building block. You have to have water. They believe that not only is there enough water to do this, but they may have a way to get, be able to get the water out of this stuff. Now, each one of these beads has a little bit of water in it. So it's something that they're going to have to develop. I want to back up a minute because in case you're not aware of how water is created in the moon surface, let me give you the Reader's Digest version of how this works. 
An asteroid strikes the lunar surface, creating glass beads from the extremely high temperature. Yeah, it hits dirt, and the dirt gets superheated, and it turns to glass. Solar winds then bring hydrogen atoms to the moon, where they are radiated and combined with the elements inside the beads. It is a chemistry lesson. It's chemistry. It's how this water gets created. The beads slowly work deeper into the surface over time, forming a potential reservoir of water for astronauts. They believe that this water would not only help to sustain life, but they're looking at, and I want to make sure I get this all correct, a, a variety of things that that water would be good for. And I will come back to that in a minute when I find it. Wow, I can't find it. Okay, not a problem. Here's the point. They said that in, a, in addition to sustaining life, growing plants, that they can derive that water and use the water for fuel, which if you think in fuel cell, then it is the reverse osmosis of the uh, reaction that created it in the first place, drawing out the hydrogen. It's a thing. It's a thing. For those of y'all that are maybe hearing water on the moon for the first time, who knew? But yes, there's water on the moon. And the Chinese found more of it. But that's not the only place they found it. Now, in case you're wondering why the Chinese did it and <laughs> we Americans didn't, NASA hasn't been to the moon in 51 years. Let that settle. The last time NASA put a man on that planet was December 14th, 1972, when astronaut Gene Cernan left. We have not been back. NASA's Artemis program plans to orbit the United orbit U.S. astronauts around the moon next year and land them sometimes afterwards. So we'll be back, but right now we're looking at this from afar. From afar. In order to get this new source of water, the 71 trillion gallons, future astronauts will have to figure out how to collect the beads that have the water and then heat them up to about boiling temperature, 212 degrees. That doesn't sound too terrible, but again, gravity and gravity messes with all that kind of stuff. So while 212 degrees boiling here is no big deal, got less gravity up there. So there may be some other issues. The impact beads that NASA had brought back back in the day only had 47 parts per million of water. The beads the Chinese brought found a higher water content as much as 2,000 parts per million. And from what, they, from what scientists who looked at the, uh, the scientists' work and looked over their shoulder and peer-reviewed it, they said, I think their methods are good. They did their work carefully. So I think the measurements are pretty reliable. Can you imagine? Water on the moon. You know, we've always dreamt and you've seen sci-fi programs of going to different planets and doing different things. Imagine 25, 30 years from now, being able to take a shuttle to the moon to go beyond there. Maybe even NASA moves to the moon to use that as their primary base camp for exploring the rest of the galaxy. They may not have to send something like Voyager 1 and Voyager 2, which is still out there after 50 years. And it launched from here. And it is million, no, sorry, billions of miles away right now. With all the technology we have, 
this could be really, really cool. But yeah, yeah. And uh, one interesting other little tidbit that you may not realize, um, our scientists are barred from working together with the Chinese scientists uh, by Congress, by law, back in 2011. So yeah, that's why we're kind of getting this second-handed. The water is a result of a chemical reaction between oxygen in the beads and hydrogen atoms emitted from the sun that transported the moon's surface by solar winds and deposited in the soil. And they believe there's water in the North and South Poles. And we're hoping to find that out when we get back. So this could be pretty cool. This is a big, big deal. Water on the moon and an easier way to get it out of what it's in. Think about that. This is the Tech Mobility Show. Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information. Welcome to AONmeetings.com, your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting or your paid webinar with registration and secure file sharing, break rooms, classrooms, and much more. With over five levels of security to know that your data is safe and secure and 100% browser-based, keep in touch with family and friends using the newest meeting platform. Go to aonmeetings.com to start your free seven-day trial. That's aonmeetings.com to start your seven-day free trial.